Good morning, campers. It is fucking cold out today. Um, how's it going? Those of you who don't know, my name's Tim. I think this is my third or fourth episode, something like that. Um, and what I've done is I am going to talk about different topics regarding rugby refereeing. And um, since I am in a position where I can do very little rugby refereeing. Um, and I'm doing it on my way to work. So, to keep my brain kind of in the game, even though all well, my hand is not in the game. Um, dropping my phone everywhere, good plan. Over the road, awesome. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what I do. I do it to work, and I do it from work, and I talk about different topics. Um, so I haven't really... We, my wife and I just moved a couple months ago, so I've really been unpacking um, a lot of stuff. And the holidays came, and then we've still been unpacking, and we're still trying to find places to put things. And um, really just trying to get to a point where we can be like, okay, let's get everything away, and then let's go from there. But the problem is that because I don't really referee too much, and I don't really need all of my level one, level two books... Those are kind of the things that get unpacked last, which I, that makes sense, right? Nobody's like, what? Why wouldn't you unpack that before your children's clothes? Um, so I haven't really got a chance to really create a curriculum on what I really want to work through. Um, so please, if you ever listen to this, shoot me a comment, send me a message. Um, I think you can do that on here. I'm not entirely sure. If you can't, well... I don't really know, um, but uh, you can shoot me an email. My email is uh, this is an old one, but it's a Timmy N Wimmy. <laughs> That's funny. I don't at gmail.com. and um, yeah, just one of those things where I'm like I'm trying to figure out where I want to go with this, but I'm just kind of forging forward and doing it in an imperfect way and it'll just be a bunch of sound bites and somebody will listen to it or two seconds of it and turn it off which is fine um but the one thing that i did want to i was reading about this morning um i uh i think goal setting while i'm not very good at it is an excellent part of understanding what you want to do and now there are multiple schools of thought goal setting. All of them agree that goal setting is beneficial. Getting them and writing them down and making them, you know, specific and all those smart goals are very, very impressive. And, you know, smart goals are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and uh, timeable. So specific being, I'm going to have a good game because you can't specify that. Um, say I'm going to, I think one of mine was, I was going to maintain focus for 90% of the game. Now, it's tough to attain that, but you know when you're going to have these moments when you're refereeing, when you space out, and you're like, oh shit, I should pay attention, because I'm the only person conducting traffic here. Um, Those were moments where I was like, all right, that's like 5% right there that I just was not focused. Um, So I kind of created different mental or physical cues. Like triggers to just be like, okay, wake up, pay attention. Um, so that helped me. 
that's a specific, it's a measurably specific one. One could be like, you know, you can get more specific than that, obviously, depending on what really works for you. Excuse me. Um, like, you could be like, I want, you know, people can drill down scrums as positive, negative, or neutral. You know, a neutral scum, scrum would be, I didn't really like that, but most of the time it's positive or negative. Um, so you can say, I want 80% positive or neutral scrums throughout the day. Well, that's something you can actually drill down and watch your video and be like, all right, I have, I had 10 scrums and seven of them went perfectly. One of them went okay. Two of them went shitty and I had to reset or whatever. Like, you know, just, you can do that. Um, for me, I, I prefer to set small kind of like in-the-game in goals. Um, now, this is one thing where I think when you're refereeing week-to-week, week, it's much easier to do because you can look at it and be like, all right, I, last week I look at my list of the three things I struggled with that I wasn't happy with and that I was challenged on. I didn't. Somebody didn't like my secondary signals. Now, if this is a somebody that you respect and listen to, take it valuably. But every critique that you get, actually, that's a good point. I will talk about coaching for the second, for the hot minute. Um, when you're getting coached, this is a, a tricky one because I've been coached by some people that are not really great communicators. And I've been coached by people who have coached some of the best in the world. Which is just stroke of the luck. It's not like I, you know, had to grease any palms or did anything to get it done. I just literally was in the right place at the right time and got some great coaching. So, um, when you are receiving coaching, just as when you are listening to my podcast, you don't need to take everything verbatim. I think some of the best coaches, they will ask questions and let you come to the conclusions. Um, I think that very rarely will an excellent and very good coach look at you and say, well, you're just stupid and wrong. I think that they, I mean, if they, if they do that, they are usually leading you to, because basically the whole premise of coaching is, and this is also like therapy and stuff like that, they want you to come to the realization yourself and they want to ask very, very far away leading questions that have you come to that realization on your own. It's the same with coaching. You know, if they say, well, how were your scrubs? Well, the, the, the loose head kept popping up and not being a part of the contest. So I was really frustrated with him. Okay, well, there you go. You've identified for the problem, the very obvious problem, because the loose head just kept standing up and being a lazy shit. Um, you've identified the problem, and then what they want you to do is they want you to solve it and really be like, okay, just, let's figure this out. Um, so that's just kind of, they're going to lead, ask leading questions. And this is the way they want you to think. So that's the overall perspective. They want you to think about it and be like, all right, this was happening. I didn't like this. So the cause of this was dot, 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 back to square one, where you're like, you have a eureka moment where you're like, oh yeah, I could have done this, this, or this. I could have pulled them aside and said, look, man, you're not a part of the contest. I'm aware of it. I'm going to sit on your shoulder until you get it right. And I'm going to penalize you until you get it right. Oh, all of a sudden we're communicating. 
all of a sudden we're solving a problem. We're not just being reactive and getting frustrated and getting angry, which doesn't really help anybody. Um, so they want you to think analytically about these things. So I remember Dick Byers, he would, every coaching report that I ever saw him do with anybody or with me, he'd go up to them and he'd ask him three questions. Now I, I sat next to the guy while he took notes one time. I don't know what the heck he wrote, but he wrote like a, a, a five page essay. You know, Owen very detailed, and I asked him questions, and he tried to help me understand it, but I didn't quite grasp it all. Um, but it was amazing. I was just sitting there just watching it, and I'm like, uh, it, this guy's amazing. Like, he, he knows, and this is after years of doing it, obviously. He knows what he's doing. He's refereed some of the top-level games back in the day. But, um, you know, there's you got to take everything with a grain of salt. You have to take everything with a grain of salt no matter what. You have to understand that you're striving for perfection, knowing full well you're never going to achieve it. And you have to take one or two things away. And not you cannot take it as a personal report card. Like, this is my identity. I am a rugby referee. I failed. At, I missed this call. I am wounded and shall never return. I, I don't think many of you do that. Because if you're trying to referee, you understand that you have to have some amount of thick skin. But look at it as a different perspective on your performance. You might go up and give a speech. Has anyone ever done that? They've gone and done public speaking, and they've looked back at their tape or their videotape, and they've been like, I didn't sound like that. I didn't. That sounded really stupid. Why did I say that in the moment? Because, as I said like in one of my previous episodes, in verbal judo, there are six ways that you and one person can communicate are communicating even when you're just having a one-on-one conversation six different perspectives that are taken into account and the only one that matters is how the receiver is taking it it's just that's the only thing that matters so it's really, first off it's very helpful to really like get some footage of yourself some videotape of yourself if you can get a friend of yours um to run a video camera or just videotape segments on their phone or whatever just to look at your body language just to look at different things like that um, but when you're doing coaching take it with a grain of salt understand and this this comes from understanding yourself as well if you understand how you come across how you look how you appear how you react how you you know different things like that this is very helpful to be like okay let me drill that down and fit that into my game plan as you get more and more advanced. In the beginning, do what they say. When you're just starting out, listen to your coaches. They've been doing it longer than you have. That's fine. But as you advance further into self-awareness and understanding what works, what doesn't work, how you appear, how you you know, how you when you say something, they get triggered or whatever, you can begin to adapt less and less of the coaching in. And that is that's the way it works. That's the way most communication works. The more expert you get in something, the less the coaching impacts you. Excuse me. Um, now, the thing that I, I feel just for myself that I have adapted and learned is I know how to, at least in some regards, I know how to self-coach. So basically, what this is is you try to get as much information as you can and you hone in on how you feel about the game. Now, as much information as you can means if you have somebody videotaping you, fantastic, get that videotape as much as possible. Number two, 
Um, I, I did one thing a couple for, for a while, which was really helpful to me, was I, um, I had a sound recording. So basically, I took my, um, I took my uh, phone, or an old phone, whatever, one that basically just does the basics. I took my, um, I had one of those um, straps that you place the, the, um, around your stomach, and it just kind of straps to your back, and you could put something in the small of your back. Um, wasn't a vest, but whatever. Um, so what I did was I took that, I took my earbuds and before I ran out in the first half, I made up a sound memo, a voice memo and I hit record and then I tied it in a knot and I put it through my buttonhole and so it didn't hang out. It just hung behind my shirt and I just threaded my button through it and in the the front of my collar. So it was right above my chest so people could hear me All right, I could hear myself speak. Now this was amazing because one of the first things I ever did and when I did some serious coaching was the guy gave me the videotape and the sound recording and said, let's go do your game. I'm going to give you the footage. I'll send you the footage tomorrow and we will talk on Monday. So I remember I got that footage and I, I watched the whole thing and it was amazing to me because I, I, I listened to about three minutes of it and man, I was talking a lot. And this was like a short preseason game, so it was like a 30, 40 minute game. Really short game. I I think I spoke 150 times in like 20 minutes. And I noticed this right away, so I, I rewound it and I started it again. And I recall going into it and being like, okay, I need to write down everything that I'm saying. So I literally got a, a, a pad of paper and I wrote down the things that I said Every time, roll away, good tackle, good ruck, leave it alone. You know, whatever words I said, and I had to pause it a few times um, because I was talking a lot, um, and I counted it up the whole time, not even watching my game, just listening, and I all of a sudden looked at myself, or I, I just finished, and I counted up how many times I said something. I said something, you know, I don't remember the number. I said something so many times. And then I circled the times that were effective, that was good communication, like black six roll away, you know, something like that. Um, and then I crossed out the times that the communication was absolutely unnecessary. Not absolutely, sorry, absolutely is the wrong word, but when it was unnecessary. So in my mind, I basically filtered out the things that I'm like, all right, this is really not helpful this is not needed, and this is just not doing a damn thing. Um, so I kind of got rid of most of those things. And I think it was something like 120 times out of 150, I had said things that were not needed. I didn't need to open my mouth. You know. Now the thing is, I've seen games where referees have not spoken for like 20 minutes, where they've said two words, and that's, the, that's effective. So I was the other side of the, the, the spot from that. So I... Uh, I remember just kind of being like, okay, we are going to um, work on that. That's something to work on. So I sat down with my, um, the guy who was coaching me, Mike, and I said, Mike, and he's like, well, Tim, what'd you think? And I said, man, I talk too much. Just right out of the gates. I talk way too much. And he was like, all right, go as long as you can. The goal is go as long as you can without talking. And I was like, okay 
and the next game I made it like five seconds without talking or whatever. But that's not the point. The point is that I was able to diagnose that myself. So get all the information you can and then look at the overall perspective. I'll go into journaling when I get a sheet, my sheet of paper in front of me, but I broke it down. So every, um, I'll get into journal later, but self-coaching is every week you take your three work-ons that you didn't like, even if it's a point of the law. So you take your three work-ons saying, hey, I had a scrum that really went poorly. I want to figure out what that was. I want to go through the pictures in my mind and understand well what is, um, what's going wrong here. I'm just going to go straight because you're not going to do it. Um, um, I want to understand, I want to diagnose what is going wrong, what is happening here. Um, secondly, uh, so you do that for all three work-ons. I didn't like how I was behind play off of the line-out. So on the line-outs, you need to make a point of being like, the moment the ball is thrown, get your feet moving. Even if you're not at top speed, get your feet moving so that then you can be closer to where the ball is um, and how you're going to do that. So diagnose all three areas. Then for me, it was always uh, find a spot in the law that you um, you needed to work on. So always find a spot in the law that you were like, I didn't like that. I wasn't totally comfortable with that. And I um, want to work on that and get better at it. And then find it out. Find out your spot in the law. So I'll talk to you guys when I get done with work. See ya. Hello again. It is now 6.54 Eastern time. Um, no, actually it's not. That clock is wrong. I totally forget that. Um, you guys ever had one of those headphones that goes in perfectly on one side and then doesn't at all on the other. It's really frustrating. Um, that's what's happening. And I've lost my glove in the darkness with my cat. Oh well. Anyways, um, I hope everyone had an excellent day or since you just listened to me in the morning, it's weird to translate time in time that hasn't gone for you because you just listened to my morning bed. Um, anyways. So, we were talking about self-coaching and receiving coaching. Um, I don't know if there's a hell of a lot to say other than once I get into journaling, which will be much more in-depth and probably really helpful and stuff like that. But um, I think for the for the basics of it, it's just do a three, you know, for the, for the beginner referee, take your three good ones, your three bad ones, and move from there. Um yeah, without getting into more detail, it's like that's your that's a that's a really great just day to day thing. Um, the other thing about self coaching, you have to. How do I say this? You got to be fucking honest. Okay, if you didn't see, up, if you were not inside the twenty two is the basic rule of thumb when the try is awarded. Fine, I don't really care about that. What I care about is if you're honest with yourself and how you appear and how you're working. If you're working hard and you're around play, fantastic. If you're pretending to be working hard and saying, I did everything that I could do, I could be on the national panel, and you can't even run a mile in under maybe 10 minutes, 
Okay, now that's no great feat for most runners. A 10 minute mile is not a breakneck pace. It's not anything really. You will not pass the, you know, the state requirements for a police force for running a 10 minute mile. So be honest with yourself and really just be like, okay, can I keep up with this play? Can, can I keep up with play? Am I behind ball? How far away am I? Like in just understanding it, they say you should be within 10 meters of the ball at the outmost, you know, specter of it. 10 meters of the ball is where you should be. If you're closer, fantastic. Five meters is perfect. But you need to be able to see things and 10 meters away is too far away to manage play. Any more than that. I mean, I'm not saying you, you don't catch an interception, you're not 30 meters behind, but you got to bust. You know, that's, that's, that's going to happen. But the main point of it is, if you're not fit enough to keep up with play, if you don't understand what's happening there, you need to be honest with yourself, especially with self-coaching. If you're not honest with yourself during self-coaching, then you're not being honest with yourself at all. The end. Okay. Um, yeah. Other than that, it, there's, there's no point to, you know, do any self-coaching or even take coaching. You know, my dad always said an old line that probably could be quoted to someone, but he said that anyone can learn from anyone as long as we are willing and able to sit at their feet and listen. Now, I have had some coaches that don't know their left foot from their right foot. They don't know offsides from... Not rolling away. They don't know anything. But guess what? I can still learn something from them. And um, even if it's what not to do, that's still very helpful. Um, and in taking coaching, and, when someone, and going back to when someone is coaching you, I don't... I like when people stand up for themselves. I don't like when people are delusional. I've coached people and chatted with people and been coached by people and seen people get very defensive about their performances. Now, this is, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of, my wife and I love watching Gordon Ramsay shows. Cooking shows are what we can agree on. She likes crappy reality TV. I like intrigue and drama. And Gordon Ramsay's kind of a happy medium or whatever. Um, So we watch Gordon Ramsay a lot. And... So on MasterChef, if you don't know the show, it's three, you know, amazing cooks that are judges and they get home cooks and they have them, you know, cook a dish or try to be an accomplished chef. And by the end of it, they whittle it down, down to the bottom, the top three, and they have them cook off for a three-course meal. So that's pretty much it. But, excuse me, there's this cool thing that the judges do. And they go around and they taste things while you're cooking and they chat with you and see if you conceptualize the dish well enough or understand the dish well enough. And they will very rarely call somebody out and say, that's absolutely disgusting. Excuse me. However, one thing that they will do is they very often is they will say, that's really salty. Or that's that that's really bland or whatever. And they'll they'll leave it there. And if the people are halfway, half-witted intelligent, which some of them are not, 
um, or they're portrayed that way, um, they don't change it. They look at themselves and they say, oh, well, I, I, don't, I, I just put some salt in there. It's not bland. And Gordon Ramsay looks at them and says, or Joe, Joe Bastianich looks at them and says, I just tasted it. There's not enough salt in there. And they, they, they let the silence drag out in the hope that these people catch the drift and be like, hey, this is not good. Change it. Um, now, I'm not saying that all, all of your coaches will be Gordon Ramsay or Joe Bastianich caliber. I'm saying that a lot of the coaches that you're going to deal with, myself included, are not that caliber, and they're just trying to help you out with a couple suggestions. Please do not get defensive. Do not bitch to your coach about the appointments you're getting. Well, actually, sometimes that's the point to do it. But bitching about appointments is never going to get you at a better appointment. I think it might very, very rarely, but you talk to your local guy, your head guy, you talk to the appointer, you talk to the coach and say what, if you could say the sentence instead of, well, I think I deserve better games compared to, look, what do I need to do to get better, to get better games, to improve, to, where, where can I improve? Instead of throwing the blame on them and saying it's your fault I'm not getting better games or anything like that, own your own whatever happened. Own it. Just own it. I can't stand it when referees just blame other things. I, I, I've dealt with referees where I, I... One guy had his hands on his knees. It was a... What was it? Women's college game. And it was one of those tournaments where we had to do one-on-one off, one-on-one-off. And sometimes we'd go two-on-two-off. And it, it was a college women's sevens It was, it was a very weird format. We had, like, very few referees. It was a cold day. And I was paired up with this referee. And I'm a coach as well. And I kind of said to him, I said, Look, man, you say you want to be this guy, do it. I'm going to work with you all day. I'm going to be watching you when I'm not on. Prove it to me. Show me that you know what you're doing and you can carry yourself. And the guy worked hard. I will say that he worked hard. But it was the first period the first half of a sevens game and it was a muddy day and it was a women's seven so it wasn't the fastest and most north south game ever so a lot of east west a lot of just ball getting dropped scrum drop scrum and at the end of the first half he they were lining up for the for the a conversion and he was about to blow halftime and I see him lean over and put his hands on his knees. And I was like, dude, dude, get your hands off your knees. Stand up right now. Stand up right now. Because everybody's seeing you, because there's only you and the kicker. And they're waiting for you to call full time once she kicks it. But she's lining up with the kick. Get your hands off your knees. And because, I mean, if, if you're a spectator in that moment, or you're a player on the sideline, or anybody, a coach at that moment... You look at that ref who has just run for maybe four minutes out of seven minutes. And he's tired there. Now, I understand, you know, the first, you know, quarter mile or half a mile is always a bitch. But I I just kind of looked at him and said, okay, that's strike one, two, and three right there, man. And I'm trying to understand. I tried to understand the referee in the moment. I tried to do all these different things, and he, he stood right up, you know, kick was no good and 
blew halftime, and I, I walked over to him, Kosha. I said, hey, man, I didn't mean to snap at you there, but I, I just wanted you to know that it looks like you're really out of shape if you do that, especially when you just ran for, like, four minutes. And he was like, that's fair. I understand. And, and he accepted it graciously. I was, all, I was like, hey, thanks. Thanks for just taking that. And we worked on some different stuff that day, and it was just... But I think the big thing is, going back to it, it's how you're perceived and how you're willing to take it. He didn't look at them and be like, oh, well, it's their fault that they ran all the... All the he didn't blame anybody. He just said, hey, you're right. It does look kind of lazy. I can understand that. And we worked on different stuff. So it was great. It was just a very good, you know, communication. But I've seen a lot of referees that are like, well... It doesn't matter if I do that or screw you. Or, and it's like, look, as a coach, if you ever get to the point where you're coaching, your goal is to be a support to the other referee. Because so often we are referees and we go in and one is the loneliest number and we go and we drive there, and we do our stick. Half the people don't like us. Guys, excuse me. Guess what? 50% of people have to be wrong. the deal every time you penalize every time you call every time you don't make a call somebody's got to be wrong I will say this though if you are a people pleaser like a high people pleaser like you need to please a lot of people I would very clearly understand what you're doing when you're going into a refereeing gig now I'm a people pleaser I'm not a high people pleaser but I'm a people pleaser I like having people enjoy what I do and like what I do. I like feel, hearing people say, hey, ref, really appreciate the game. Thank you. Any critiques, any thoughts, any, any, you know, and I like to do that back to them. I like being a people pleaser. I'm not completely cold and immune to this. What I would say, though, is um, you must go into this game very neutral. So if your mentality is anything but neutral, you really need to take a hard look at yourself and change it. If your mentality is anything but, um, hey guys, I'm just going to referee the game in front of me and I'm not really angry at any of you. I'm just saying, do better. If you can capture that, Gordon Ramsay-esque, like, do better, you're going to do fine. If you're anything other than that, if you're impartial, if you're whatever, it hurts you. Not saying you can't do it, but it hurts you. Um, so, that's my thought process. I, I don't really know if that helps at all. Um, Brights are on, you jerk. Um, love it when people come over a hill and their brights are on. It's like, thank you so much. I love being blind. Um, yeah, you can tell I'm a bit scattered, but it's I'm all over the place. I think taking, I think what you do in refereeing is a lot of attitude and a lot of um, projecting a lot of being like hey we're going to do the best that we can with what we have in the moment and that is all I just drove by one of my clients anyways um, yeah one thing don't make excuses just don't make excuses. That's pretty simple. Um, I don't really have much else to say. I'm kind of quiet tonight. I'm just kind of getting through the day. And whew, Man, I am ready to 
get home and have a beer. I'm uh, starting this new... Well, I, I had a rough day, rough morning a few weeks ago. About a week ago, actually. And um, I just kind of didn't do what I wanted to do. You know what I mean? And I... Uh, my car's vibrating. This is not a good thing. Um... had a rough morning and I wanted to change that. I wanted to bring it about and be like, hey, let's get into a better routine. Um, like I said, we moved in November. It's January now. And um, yeah, we kind of, I haven't really gotten back into a routine since then. So I'm like, okay, time to get back into a routine. Time to smooth it back out. And um, yeah, so kind of have made the point of being like, hey, um, let's fix that. So I've been waking up at six, getting into a, a natural routine of, you know, working out, doing different things like that. And, um, you know, it's helped. It's been good, but it's still one of those things where it leaves me kind of tired. But I think that's a simple thing, just trying to win the morning and be like, all right, let's go forward and do better no matter what we do. So... But that's the essence of refereeing. Doing better, no matter what we do, even if we screw up, which we will. I am pulling into my house, and I'll have a better idea of what you jokers want tomorrow. Talk to you soon.